My name is Matt Brown. Got a lot of grief because I said I would draft John Morant over Williamson. I also said Williamson was not going to be a great NBA player because he was too big physically. Um, I've turned out to be dead right on that. And let's start the show. Anything's possible. everybody the world is a better place because you are here to join us my name is matt brown and i am the host of the productive conversations podcast it is friday april 15th 2022 what a week it has been i have to tell you all something and i'm just so happy to be here because this is truly a stellar episode of the productive conversations podcast but before i tell you all what's going on i just remind you to like and subscribe to the productive conversations podcast on all podcasts and platforms and YouTube. And don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast. We're on Twitter at ProdConvoPod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So where do we go? What do we discuss? It was a very good week indeed. So we didn't have a regularly scheduled show on Tuesday because, well, as I mentioned on the WrestleMania post, the post-WrestleMania show, that I have something to announce. I'm in the middle of my podcast recorded with AJ the Man and Ryan Page, and we get a f- email This person said, hey, can you call me? I call them. Long story short, it was a job offer, and I started my new position this week. I will be working at the creative studio known as Lively out in New York City, and I will be a coordinator there. I will be working for the audio and editorial teams, and I have my career in production again. It's been a long two and a half years to get it. I haven't worked in production since December 2019. Up until this week, I got back into it, and it was worth every damn second. I cannot believe I'm saying that, and the reason why it was worth it, because one, the show is here. I legit want to trade anything else in the world to have to not have my show and it's here. So on that reason alone getting um getting to be unemployed wasn't so bad. And now I have this show. We're going to have 150 episodes very soon. This is 148 and we are still going to continue it. I now know my schedule. I know how things are going to work. I know that I will still be able to record podcasts uh, in the evening as per usual and on the weekends. And yeah, though I'll be working again, the show isn't going anywhere. And I really think this podcast is one of the big reasons why I was able to resume my career again. And let's continue to grow from it. It was a worthwhile experience. I grew so much as a man, as a professional, as a hard worker, and this was truly a blessing. And let's just get to work. 
Let's continue to grow. Let's continue to strive. And this is the only the beginning. I was able to thankfully secure the bag and I am not letting go of it. So with that, I thank each and every one of you who truly supported me, who prayed for me, who gave me solid advice or just let that or just let me know that it's going to be all right and they were ultimately correct it wound up working out and this is what it's all about going through an obstacle overcoming it and being in a better place after the fact it was really worth it all the life experiences I got from being unemployed for so long working as an Uber driver, learning how to make drinks, doing weird freelance stuff, and now we're here. I will be still Ubering in New York City and New Jersey to, you know, keep up with my bills, but on a much, much lower basis, and I'll just focus on my career again, and go on a path to ultimately become a producer in television and let's continue that but I also have this other dream being a producer in podcasting and you can do both there's plenty of people and examples I mean look at all the celebrities who are famous actors and performers who podcast as well that's where I see myself going and It's going to be a great journey. I'm sure there'll be a lot more obstacles. I'm sure there'll be a lot more emotional moments. But at least we got through this very grueling period of life. And now we are starting the next chapter. And it's going to be a special time indeed. And we will remember who the hell we are. We will remember what we're here for. And we will remember the shitty times you went through and why you deserve to get what you work hard for. And with that, I just wanted to thank you all again for supporting me. And now let's start our journey to becoming a producer in television and a producer in podcasting and improving my skills as a host ultimately so just wanted to let you know that and let's focus on the big thing today our NBA show the NBA playoffs unofficially slash officially started earlier this week with the playing games but the official seeding begins this weekend tomorrow Saturday the 16th the NBA postseason and of course we have the productive NBA crew with us today Of course, we have our original NBA crew. Bars the God making his long-anticipated return. We haven't seen you since the summer. Alex Rinello and David Bach, of course, are with us. And we have our new friend joining the NBA crew, the productive NBA crew, Desmond Price, who is a podcaster himself who is in charge of the brand Independent Thought. Check him out on Instagram. He is part of the NBA Productive crew now, and I was really, really happy how well he did. 
This guy knows his shit, has such a great voice for podcasting and radio, and he really meshed well with us. This was a great podcast, awesome chemistry throughout the entire recording session, and yeah, let's get to it. Let's talk NBA postseason, whether you are into the Nets or you think the Celtics will finally get over the hump. The Bucks and Giannis, they can make a deep run again. Is it finally the Phoenix Suns' turn to win the NBA Finals ultimately with that team who every night plays hard, nose, stellar, gritty basketball? Can the Suns take it? Can the Warriors get back to glory? So many headlines and more. So many questions need to be answered. So let's get to it. The NBA Productive Crew is here again for the second straight season to go through the entire NBA postseason. So this is going to be a great time. Alex Ranelio, Bars the God, David Bach is your guy turn once again and for the first time ever desmond price aka independent thought it is your turn as well so let's talk about the nba playoffs here we go this is a very productive conversation For the second year in a row, the Productive Conversations podcast is covering the NBA postseason. This time, after a full 82-game season, 81-game season, I have to say, I did not expect the seeding to go the way it did, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We have some old faces. We got some new faces. And let's start our two-month journey covering the NBA playoffs. So we got our crew as per usual. Alex Ranelio is here. What's up, Alex? What's going on, man? Happy to be back seeing the crew. Definitely. Bars the God making his big return. What's up, Bars? Well, back, baby, you know. Uh, had to take a break for a while, but I'm here. Let's get it. Let's get it indeed. Host of Fresh Faces New Ideas, David Bach is joining us today. What's up? It's good. I'm glad you had a nice little uh, intro for me, even without being trying. You know, you had your new faces, your old faces, your fresh faces. Hey, <laughs> Nothing but. And we have a new friend joining us today from Independent Thought. We have Desmond Price with us. Desmond, thank you for joining us. How are you doing? Hey, man, I appreciate y'all having me here. Um, I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it indeed. So before we actually get into the matchups, let's just talk about the interesting teams who are not in the postseason this year. We'll start with my New York Knicks, even as a venting bias fan. After a four seed last year in the East, we completely fall flat on our face. Only win it going 80, 38 and 43 off the top of my head, just um, around there. But we definitely lost expectations, had a great win against the Celtics and uh, the first game of the year, bing bong, all that. Then we just collapsed. Julius Randle literally turned into a mortal enemy from giving thumbs down to the fans, not trying, preventing OB Toppin to get some minutes. We just saw team chemistry go all over the place. And yeah. We're back where we are supposed to be in the lottery once again. So oh, you're a lottery team. What pick do you have? What are, where are you projected? Uh, they don't do that till June, though. Yeah, they don't no, do but, like, they have projections because like the Spurs are projected at nine. I haven't seen the projection yet, but we're likely back in it from how things escalated. But just a couple minutes on the Knicks. Bottom line, 
I want to throw it out there that the number one priority, even if it's possible, because I don't think anybody really wants to inherit another issue or just take on our issues is getting Julius Randall out of New York. Having said that, do you guys think that is the, you know, is that going to be the move to change everything once and for all? Well, this could be now RJ's team officially with OB Toppin and IQ. I mean, we'll quickly maybe starting a, I'm not going to say a big three, but at least some type of, some type of core with players like Quentin Grimes. And if we want to re-sign Mitch, even despite his injury problems, do we, do well, you guys agree with me that Julius Randall, if he's out, that things can go in the right direction or do you have well, another perspective? Let's let's get the elephant out the room real quick. Did y'all ever think? Did y'all, as New York Knicks fans, ever think Julius Randle was your savior? Like, was that? Yes, like, they did. They did. He got MVP chance. Yeah, a year ago, absolutely. We it's thought not, maybe on, he could have been the can, guy. Can we again prove that I'm right about everything? Because I told you this last year that your team was was overachieving and that Julius Randle was bullshit. That like he shot so outside of all of his his statistics and like for the entire season your defense was nonsense. That like open threes from the other team was shooting like ten percentage better or, or worse for like no apparent reason for the entirety of the season. Like every major statistic that proved that the Knicks were good was all like every person looked at it was like, that makes no sense. Like Julius Randle was could not have gotten a more contract. Group. Although I, I hope Alex, you're ready for this because he's going to LA next year. If they trade him. Oh, they're trading oh, him for Westbrook. Oh, that we is the did, big, we already rumor. Did that. We already no, did that. they're not going to do that. That's the only they trade. They won't. It literally is they the only trade. And, I don't know. You know, to answer your question, one, Baki, we're right the whole time. And whether that was just being a naive Knicks fan who, like I said, the very first game of the year, Bing Bong was a thing for a solid week. And then um, we just went back to reality. I, it's really fascinating. I mean, people, it, it's like, did Julius Randle, was he good when there was no crowds? Like, that was the big difference. The, this Knicks team was so good. What? <laughs> they weren't playing in front of, of anybody. I mean, I didn't want to break the bubble. Well, yeah, the, the bubble, mm-hmm. like, in lack, lack of crowds, like, that was the last time Anthony Davis shot above, like, 30% from, like, outside of the paint. So it's not like it's not a, a, a an unreasonable thing. But, like, the other thing is, I mean, RJ was really good this year, especially after the yeah. All-Star break. So, like, like if, you, if somebody asked them at the beginning of the season if they offered Zion straight up for RJ, like, who, the Pelicans <laughs> say no. But if they ask, oh, if, 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 if the if the Pelicans call the Knicks and they say, we'll give you Zion for RJ, I'm pretty sure the Knicks hang up because they think they're going to get Zion anyway. Yeah, I think RJ is clearly our guy drafted number three. Uh, he's really coming into his own, and I hope we see him in the All-Star game next year. If He really has that much potential, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Um, you know what the, the real problem with Julius Randle is, though, before we transition? Yeah. <laughs> Real problem with Julius Randle is that once everyone figured out that he couldn't go to his left, like it was basically a wrap after that because every Clearly. team had that scouting report. They all did that, and then his numbers just tanked after that. And he just kept settling for jump shots. He did, he stopped even like trying to get into the paint, really. So I mean, he kind of gave up on his own game, as far as I'm concerned. And the worst That's part too really is is at, not that, and also the bad attitude. Alex Renelli, yeah. what do you say? I saw well, you had a, your I, hand up. I was just going to leapfrog off of what 
uh, what Desmond said. I think psychologically, I think what happened in that locker room internally too is once he got his payday, there was a higher set of expectations that he wasn't ready to meet yet. And I think the dynamic, what made New York so special you know, when they went into the playoffs a couple of years ago is that um, they were playing on zero expectations and they were exceeding those expectations. So they were playing out of their minds. Everybody was evenly distributing the ball. Everybody had their role. And once you kind of assert a guy to that next tier, there's going to be kind of this shift in dynamic with the power relationship in that locker room. And I don't think he was ready for that mantle. Um, I think that he's, the best way I could describe it for your Knicks and their circumstances, I think he's probably the most focal problem, but he's not the only problem. I would say he's the first problem. Mm-hmm. So once you get rid of him and clear him off the deck, I think you can, there's a lot more distribution you can do with a lot of pieces there. What do you yeah, think also, are some of those other issues? Um, the other issues is uh, you don't get to play the Celtics 82 games where Evan Fournier has averaged like 36 and a half points a game or whatever stupid ass number he, he averaged against them for, for no apparent reason. <laughs> And then washed up Kemba Walker on top of that, that he got taken out of the rotation by January. And um, um, was Derrick Rosen playing for you guys? He was, but he got injured right before, right during the holidays. And he was Let's that in too, because yeah. that's, I believe that um, a Derrick, a Derrick Roseless Knicks. It's definitely going to end up with the record it's going to have. You got to look at overall the production that Rose is going to bring to you as a player. You know what I'm saying? He's going to spread the floor. He's a much better shooter now in his uh, later in his later years than he was in the beginning of his game. So now he's definitely stretching the floor. Um, penetration, he's going to give you that. And you don't have Julius Randle facilitating the ball. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lack of team chemistry on that team. Like it just seemed like they didn't really have a, a flow to their offense. They were playing too much ISO ball with Randall at the top. Clearly, they don't have a point guard. They don't have like a distributing point guard. And maybe you could do that with RJ, but the problem with that is you have to, you know, get the paint uncluttered because he's still not that great a shooter. But you don't have the shooting. It's all theoretical shooting. Like mm-hmm. Quentin Grimes is okay. Fournier is good for like ten minutes every so often. Um, <laughs> you know, like it, it, Mitchell Robinson has no range um i mean i think obi toppin may have some range hypothetically or at least that was the theory when they drafted him um but like they have no shooting it i mean they're in similar positions to a whole lot of other teams like realistically you gotta you gotta flip you you need like if you're gonna have a paint bound guy like mitchell robinson you need like the stretch for you need like a porzingis or a burke lopez type who can step out and and shoot the three and no stars want to go to New York right now. I mean, not to the Donovan next Mitchell anyway. would go back. Donovan Mitchell and Zion would go. I think because Don, Donovan Mitchell's from New York. He's yeah, from Westchester. So like he I mean, would. Oh, you don't want him. I'm watching Donovan Mitchell. I think he wants to play with somebody after all these years of kind of like leading the Jazz by himself. I don't think he wants to go to another team to be their savior. I think he wants to go yeah. be with a crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see. I can see Donovan Mitchell actually going to Dallas. Oh. That is a fire. Dude, I just want Dallas to be good just because I want to see Luca just like with another player. I imagine Luca and, yeah. and you know, and Donovan Mitchell together. That'd be lethal. That's, that's your backcourt right there. That's too. That's, I mean, they're not, I mean, Luca's pretty ball dominant and Donovan can be ball dominant, but he can score right. off the ball. Exactly. He can score off the ball. Yeah. That would be a good trade. The problem is the Dallas has nothing to offer. They, yeah, I mean, so they, they don't have anything to, to, to give them. That's why the Porzingis trade was surprising. Like that mm-hmm. was their best piece. I yeah. mean, their other best piece is what? Uh, it's Jalen Brunson. I mean, I still love Josh Green, but you know, 
you're not trading Donovan Mitchell for Josh Green. <laughs> True. I just don't see Utah ever trying to like actually put a team around anybody. Like, you know, ever since like Stockton and Malone, yeah, they're going to trade. They're going to trade. They haven't Gobert. been putting like good teams together out there. Yeah, yeah that is going to be interesting. Well established. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to, but that's a, I mean, we could talk about that in the Utah section. Exactly. So we'll save that for then. My thought, just the final part of the Knicks, then we'll talk some Lakers is, as Desmond pointed out, no one wants to come here. It's literally been a decade and a half of us thinking the free agent's going to come. It's not going to happen. So we need a draft. We need to draft well. And again, somehow, some way, if we can get rid of Julius Randle and have OB develop even more of another year, who knows what can happen. So transitioning into that, Los Angeles Lakers, the probably the nation's most interesting loser out. Oh Alex, my God. from a team everyone was so excited for when you had all these veteran players like Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, LeBron, AD, it ultimately leads to one of their most underperforming seasons ever. I mean, let's look at the final records. 33 and 49. Brutal. How about that? Let's talk to the Laker fan. You're here not talking about the Lakers in the playoffs with all those expectations. Sure, there were some injuries along the way, and then people just trolling Russ once again. But let's hear from your perspective. How mad are you? There's no Lakers playing in the postseason. I'm not mad only because I'm a purist about the sport. Like I'm still going to watch regardless. I have individual players I root for that I love, but yeah, no, I, I would be lying if it ticked me off that they're not in the playoffs. I mean, I had a little higher hopes, even though I knew it wasn't going to be a seamless transition, bringing Ross into the locker room. Um, everybody kind of knew he was going to detonate things, but I didn't think it was going to come that quickly. And they didn't make enough moves. They didn't have enough opportunities at the trade deadline to move any assets because everybody was either locked in or traded elsewhere in the offseason prior. So um, it was pretty, pretty well defined pretty early on. Um, now, I, I think that it's basically like 04 Lakers light, like mm-hmm. the light beer version of that, because you got a lot of old guys with limited, you know, um, limited capabilities at their older age and their 15th, 16th year, like Melo and, and, and Dwight and bringing all those guys back. But um, yeah, it was, it basically just felt kind of like an old it felt like a slow, deadly drag to the finish line, but in the form of the, watching the 04 Lakers, except I didn't get to watch any of the, the pleasure in the, in the uh, postseason. So yeah, um, they at least yeah. made a finals that team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know it, it definitely, it definitely sucked watching it and um, they're just going to have to clear the deck. I will say before we move on, um, I'm not going to fully give up on the premise that AD and LeBron, their window is closed on winning a championship. I still think that there could be a two piece foundation to win a title for at least another year, but it's got to happen now and they have to figure out how they're going to get rid of Russ's contract. I got so many thoughts on the Lakers. I'm having to keep it all to myself the whole year. Got so many thoughts. Wait, can I can I just say something real quick? Yeah, yeah. So when we're talking about disappointing, statistically, this this Lakers team has underachieved worse than any other team in history since the 2012 Lakers when they had Steve Nash and Dwight Howard. That's how bad this team is. Like it is like I I didn't think I thought they'd be better. I thought Russ would would seamlessly be better. And I think like the people were like, oh, AD was gone. 
The Pelicans lost their best player for the entirety of the season, started like one in 20. Like teams were like the Wolves were like, fuck, I can't believe we lost to them. Like we have to be more serious. Um, and they made the fucking playoffs. Um, well, I mean, the Pelicans just got their best player for being fair. CJ McCollum, you see him last I night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But <laughs> the other thing is the Lakers, have they, they don't have anywhere to go. CJ was carrying the Trailblazers when Dane was done. Yep. That's true. Uh, man, I got to tell you, you're a Lakers fan, Alex? Yep. Man, it's tough <laughs> times right now. I mean, he, uh, you know, Matt asked at the top, you know, he asked at the top, you know, how do you feel about the Lakers not being in the playoffs? You should have been like, you know, uh, that's usual. I mean, they've been in the playoffs like what, like, like what, two or three times the last like 13 years? Yeah, but I they mean, won the last time. Yeah, they, 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 that's the one thing. What does it right, even How many years the they missed the playoffs in the last decade? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was pretty consistent. Where like the Clippers yeah. have gone like what, like nine times in a row, something like that. I mean, yeah, I don't know. The Lakers' roster construction was just absolute garbage. I mean, Rob Palenka, he should have lost his job, not Frank Vogel. I mean, they put all these old dudes on the team who have no athleticism anymore. Like, you don't even need to hear somebody else say that. You can see it when you watch the game. I mean, watching them play defense, like no one was closing out. People weren't switching. They weren't even trying to guard people. They were like, yeah, let them shoot. I ain't running over there. I mean, it was sad, bro. It was real. Yeah. It was like dudes were the, just cashing their checks, and they were like, yeah, I'm good. I ain't playing tonight. The amount of, the amount of like, 20-point leads and yep. the amount of leads these guys blew this year. Yep. Yeah. Like you that's unacceptable. Like hold on, Mr. Utah fan, you should be wary about saying how many 20-point leads your team blew. Oh hey. Hey, <laughs> hey, the bubble was a while ago. That three one lead was a while ago. But that's the natural that's the natural recipe <laughs> when you turn the ball over, you don't make free throws, you don't stop people in transition and play defense. Like these are all like these are a lot of foreseen issues that we could have seen coming, but when in in, in the previous um preseason, but the issue is I think we didn't see how bad Russell was gonna come to crashing to a halt as soon as it did. I mean, if you had put the Lakers roster together in 2016, that's like a, that's like a, you know, 2K roster well, put together. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like the 2022 version? No. No, hell no. No. And, and, and the roles were clearly defined. Like you knew that Melo wasn't going to play defense. You knew that Dwight was limited. You knew like all these guys had their roles clearly carved out, but we, you got rid of the glue guys. Caruso was gone. You know, um, uh, Montrez was gone. All the guys that did all the hard fighting and scrapping, they they shipped out. And I don't put all the blame at the feet of Rob Polinka. I put a lot of it at LeBron. And it's not a cop-out to say. It's because when he came in, there was clearly a regime change. And there was a lot of changes in the front office made at his last word. It wasn't Polinka's word. Polinka, by trade, is an, is a, he's, a, he's a player's agent. So he's going to listen to the players at all costs in order to see what's best served for the team. And I don't think that Genie still has the instincts and the bas- basketball IQ and personnel to run or- and organize things, which is why she was able to seamlessly kind of hand the keys off to LeBron the past few years. Let me Although ask this one question, though, be- before we go on. Did you hear what Magic said like about a week or so ago when he was asked about the roster construction? Yeah, he's just piling on, though, because he couldn't do it either. Right. And right. Also, how, just, how do you asked, feel knowing that you could have had Buddy Heald and DeMar DeRozan instead of Russell Westbrook? I know. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, look, that's you should have had Buddy. I mean, that's on that's on LeBron but, is that they didn't get yeah, Buddy. But like he wasn't getting like they weren't getting DeRozan. 
They they, no, they, were. they signed DeRozan they, for apparently like they said they could have had him. No, they didn't have the head. You no, know, they were not. They, they got they a signing trade for him. They did not yeah. have DeRozan because you can't get Buddy and DeRozan because they yeah. got DeRozan in the signing trade. And right. after you traded for Buddy, what are you giving the Spurs that the Spurs are going to give you to do the signing trade with DeRozan? And they don't have the cap space to sign DeRozan. They signed DeRozan for uh, like four for eighty three. The the I think the Lakers could offer him like ten a year or something. They could offer him nothing. You can't. Mm. You couldn't have had both. The problem is LeBron chose to get. Russell instead of somebody like Buddy and whatever the other pieces yeah. were. It was like Buddy and like Harrison Barnes or something. It was like oh, complimentary. It was like it was it was like comp- complimentary pieces. My last question regarding the Lakers before we move to the Spurs is does this officially put a cap on LeBron versus MJ? Goat debate once and for all. If LeBron could have do it again this year. Are we officially done? Is it, you know, obviously the best of his generation, but not the best of all time? I mean, that that conversation was closed for me about 10 years ago, but I'll leave it to you guys. Yeah, that conversation's been closed for me. I mean, LeBron will be on like the top 10 NBA's best of all time, but he won't I mean, being the best. LeBron has given up on too many teams to be the best. He doesn't have that. He doesn't have that like killer mentality. Like, you know, when times get tough, he kind of just like packs it in sometimes. I mean, that's just, he doesn't have that same killer instinct. I mean, you can't be going, what was it like three and six in the final or sorry, four and six in the finals. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, you made it to 10, but you lost six times. I mean, Okay, but like, like to be fair, like three of those were against like historically good teams with teams he dragged to the finals on like nod sets. Um, <laughs> so like, like nobody was beating those. Like there was one team beating those KD Warriors, and Zaza stopped that. Um, so <laughs> true, but he also lost the Warriors when he had a better team, and he lost to the Spurs. I mean, the Spurs in twenty fourteen. They they no no that Spurs them. team was going to beat I, everybody. I, I, that, that was that Spurs team was both of those Spurs teams. but hey, you got Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh on your team, and you lose the old ass Spurs in twenty fourteen when they're all like a year away from retiring. That's on you. No, That's had, you can't be the greatest of all time before. and lose that series. I refuse to say that Cavaliers that 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 Cavaliers team was better than that Golden State Warriors team. I refuse yeah, to say that. Um, and I also refuse to uh, um not acknowledge that Spurs team, that Spurs team was that 2014 is the beautiful game team. Like, that's like yeah. the best team. It like that was the that was the team that like that was built on Ginobili. Like, and I'm pretty sure Kawhi was on that team. Kawhi was on that team. Yeah, that was right before Kawhi yeah. took off. That was like when Kawhi hey, realized. You know what? You that was the LeBron the great teams. If you want to be considered the great, I mean, that's I'm, like, yeah, no, I know, but that's the the, the that 2014 is the LeBron phase series where he sees Kawhi checking. He's like, "Fuck, that's that series." <laughs> that's, that's Dunk's last chip. That's Tim Duncan's last chip. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, and they lost the Mavericks too in 2010. Yeah, that was unacceptable. That Mavericks team was <laughs> that was unacceptable. You can't defend. Yeah. Dirk, Dirk was a, Dirk had to get that. Um, and it was like the the beginning of that big three. They were fresh. They were new. They talked. Right, no, we that. can all make we can all make excuses for them. But I'm saying like well, you, you can't could argue. Be the best. You could argue. You could take. You could take value off of the championship they won against the Thunder when it was their first time as the big three too. Facts. They were all. I mean, they, they were like both ways. That big three did nothing. They were abysmal after that. Like, I think well, no, every they, team they that Jordan's Bulls beat were all-time teams, too. 
They got they no, got those MVP jazz team level. They got MVP level talent out of the three of them. That's why they split up afterward. But the reason I knock LeBron more than other people do is be more because of the regime change that he takes with him himself every city he goes. So he leaves teams to shambles because he puts guys on inconceivable contracts for players that are limited, who are aging, who are old players. So they have about a two, three year window to win, but then they go to shit as soon as he leaves. So I put that just as much on him as he, as he does going to the highest level and not winning at the highest level as well. So what do you think is more likely LeBron basically leaves for whoever drafts his kid or (laughs) he, um, uh, which could be in like three years. Right. Or he leaves in the next offseason to go to like Cleveland. I think he still has two more years on that deal. No, he, he's he? A play, he can either extend, I think, this year or he's like a free agent after this year. I think with his influence, LeBron's going to just play for whoever Bronny is going to play for, whether exactly. it's the that. Lakers or, be, or the Raptors or the T Wolves. I oh, think so. legit. If, the, if, if, if his last season's in Memphis, I think that's going to be like the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because, oh, my like, God. Memphis? Where'd that come from? You mean Cleveland, right? Like, that was the team. When, when the Cavs won the pick for LeBron, it was a coin flip between them and Memphis. So mm. he could have started his career in Memphis and they would have lost that pick entirely. So I just think it would be karmatic, uh, no. I, karmic if he ended up in Memphis. And his career. I just think it would be the funniest thing ever. Talk if about if full LeBron circle. would have started his career in Memphis. Totally he would have he would have forced a the the that he would have forced a trade immediately. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but that would have just been like the type of shit that would have been funny. Oh my, Bach! Oh my god! Your San Antonio I mean, Spurs played in the play-in. They lost by ten to the Pelicans, but hey, they still made it. Even with the sarcastic comments from Coach Pop after the game, um, they're still here. How excited are you? Do you um do you like the future now where it's going? I'm happy as fuck. Let, all right, so let's, let's talk. First, I am a little upset the fact that we were projected the ninth pick. Um, because mm-hmm. when we did the year the earlier, we were like top six. Um, however, I'm happy we lost that game. So let, let let's put some statistics. You're John okay. Murray is a monster. He's the first player in NBA history, average twenty eight nine and two. He is the. Uh, he we had Kelvin Johnson was like the number one three point shooter from the corner for like the entire season. Uh, Devin Vassell's pretty good. I, I still don't. I'm still mad about the Josh Primo pick. I I, I just am. Mm-hmm. Uh, we could flip Josh Richardson to somebody. Um, we got the Celtics 2028 pick. You know, I wish we'd done more with uh, uh, uh what's the face that young. But look, we have more defined roles. My hope is, and the, my hope and fear is, we move up. My fear is we move up to three and three or four because. I don't want Chet. I feel like if we end up in the top three, if we end up in three, we're going to end up with Chet, and I don't want Chet. If we end up at four, I feel like we're going to end up with Ivy, and I don't want Ivy. I want either Paolo or uh, Jabari or AJ Griffin. We need a wing or we need a power forward. Um, but, like, we're good. This is this is where the team is. Like, uh, you know, we, we decluttered because, look, Derek, Derek was really good for, like, two and a half seasons. He had the um, He had the Nuggets series where he was really good. And he posterized uh, Paul Millsap, and then he, and then he, and then he developed the Danny Green sy- uh, syndrome, where like every other year he forgot how to shoot. Um, but like, look, this is Dejounte's team. The the kid is like incredible. Um, De- uh, Devin and Keldon are going to be good. Yaka Pertle is pr- uh, primarily o- o- underrated. 
I'm I'm happy as I'm happy as hell because so in this going into this draft we have nine we could we have uh like 21 we have somewhere between 21 and 23 and somewhere between 22 and 27 in the draft so we can end up with uh with like with like nine 21 and 22 you can make trades with that you don't need all these players uh I mean all these young guys you can trade for for something maybe another shooter maybe like a power forward um I mean you know maybe we can get Miles Turner maybe we uh. I, I would I would be happy with Miles Turner. Um, we we need that we need that, we need some shooting. We we need a wing and we need some shooting because Keldon's just Keldon's just too small. But uh, no, we had a good season. I that's I got just Turner, y'all be contending again. Who? If y'all got Miles Turner, y'all be contending again. Oh yeah, no, we, we're we're like right there. Our defense is so dis- disgusting. Like it's. It's great. I'm so happy with this team. This was such a better season. Like the young guys got so much better. And I think we got pop. I think pop is coming back for one more ride and then he's done. But that's, that's another reason why it's like, just touching back on it real quick. How long has it been since LeBron left Cleveland? What, like three years? Yeah. Yeah. And they're already sniffing playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at it. The turnaround isn't too bad. You, you do get a bunch of like old dudes, but then like after like bad years, you get a nice pick. You get a bunch of picks. Like you, you get set up in the lottery. Boom. You might get a, a player here. You, but yeah, the term, yeah, it, it sucks to not contend for a while, but it's not too bad. Mm-hmm. You get these great players out of it when you can develop the young guys. There's no yeah. downside to the Spurs season. There, there just isn't. You know, I didn't catch a single Spurs game all season until just last night. <laughs> so I'm Listen, just, I didn't really watch that many. Just keep it. I never really watched that many either. I, I I saw them. I saw them last year. I saw them on opening night play the the the, uh, the Knicks, and that was the first yeah. game Dejounte played because he was out. He missed it the season before, and I was like, "This kid's going to be an all star." Yeah, and he was an all star the next year. Uh, I mean, look, it is. He still can't really shoot, but you know, he's he's wiry and he's a, he's a he's a clamps defender. You know, what we could use we could use Donovan Mitchell. I think that would be a good team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Donovan Mitchell. I don't know how we'd get him. I don't <laughs> Any hey. team Donnie goes to is going to be increased at least tenfold. Guarantee that. Why he's like legitimately terrible in the clutch, though. Like he, uh, he's, like, I don't know. He don't need he to be the number one option. He can go somewhere close. and be the two. That's what I'm yeah, saying. Him and the Luka. two behind Dejounte. You know, Dejounte can play one. defense. Exactly. Like, no, I like we're we're like a piece away. That's this is like really the most frustrating thing because like since Kawhi left, we're missing that one wing guy that we need. And we have like the perfect team for like Kawhi to come home to, or or like a like a guy Yo, to come home. He ain't coming back to like, the Spurs, bro. He's, no, he's never coming back. But like, <laughs> but like, he ain't going back. If like Towns wanted to leave, we have like the team for that one wing guy who just like wants to go away and wants to like go to a built team. It's the Spurs. We're a superstar away from just destroying everybody. I don't know where that superstar is, but like, we're there. Hmm. Well, either or, it's going to be definitely a lot of fun to see what your Spurs do. And with that, let's talk about the postseason and let's focus on each of the matchups coming into it and where we see it going. And then uh, we'll make some future picks after that. So first one, first things first, we have the Brooklyn Nets who won their playing game against Cleveland they're going to go and take on the Boston Celtics, arguably the hottest team, if not in the NBA, definitely in the East. So you have KD and Kyrie. You have Ben Simmons, maybe. We don't know what his status I mean, game is. Game two, they said he might come back. They might come back. Game two. Yeah, I saw game it Game two. 
So having said that, and that's probably the ultimate factor against this Celtics team who just went off in the second half of the year. Where do we see this going? Wouldn't it be something if we see this Brooklyn Nets team that has been so overly examined and the talk of the town and they could be out in the first round because they're playing such a tough opponent. Talk to me, guys. How do we feel about this matchup? Where we think this is going? This funny is the best enough, first round series. This is funny the best enough. First round. I f- I feel that the Celtics are going to win this. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're going to take it. Yeah. Um. Like Katie can't do it by himself, and like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're just going to run. Is Robert Williams back? I think he's expected back. He they yeah, like the way they played kind of tense. I think he might come back. They said he wouldn't come back before like the end of the month. So I mean, they said like best case scenario is like a game six or game seven if it was still in the first round, but probably round two. Okay, but like to be fair, last time they played them, it was it was Jason Tatum and like four people off the street. So this is not like this is a much better team. Uh, like Jalen's in. Uh, Marcus Smart has decided to figure out how to play a point guard. Like their their bigs aren't terrible. Like they have bodies to throw it like KD and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, and like, if you look at the, the way that they, they played against, um, uh, who, what was it? The Hawks that they played who, or Cleveland, like Cleveland, that still was a closer game, even though KD and Kyrie shot be. like 60% from the field together. Like the and Steph Curry have, was, was scoreless. Celtics still have the best point differential. Yeah. I, I but look, a lot of it is their defense is going to, it's going to depend on their, on Robert Williams and how much like they can hold their big guys. But um, look, this this Brooklyn team, I don't know what like we got 16 games total between like the three of them. And it this is like the one of the weirdest team built ever. And and I don't think they're gonna Clearly. win this year, but I think with Ben Simmons next year, I think Katie's gonna just tear that team up. Like are we doing like it. official picks at the end of each one of these? We're just gonna pick who do you think will win the go to the east, who will go to the west, and who will win the championship. But oh, yeah, I thought we were going to pick the winner of each series. Well, okay. yeah, yeah. In general, yes, you could definitely make your pick. Uh, who do you think would win this series? I got Brooklyn going four-one in this series. Wow, really? That's different yeah. than uh, some of the other perspectives. Tell us yeah. about this. Um, I think what you're going to see happen is that this is a basically, for the most part, from what I can tell, this is a a story of two on two. You got KD and Kyrie Irving. And Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, who do you trust more in the packed playoff, you know, like, you know, atmosphere? Because the one thing that always to keep in mind is that if you watch the NBA, everyone knows every single year that the NBA stars do not take the NBA regular season as yeah. seriously as they do in the playoffs. Everything is ratcheted up. What you'll also notice is that the NBA officiating changes in the playoffs. They actively call less fouls which means that if you are a player who relies on getting that contact, then you are going to be upset, which is why James Harden always seems to can't figure out how to adjust his game come playoff time. I think that KD, Kyrie Irving, they've already won the chip. Uh, KD twice. I mean, they've been to the finals multiple times, each of them. They know how to handle these situations. Boston, while Tatum and Brown have been there before, they're not used to really being like great in these situations. I don't think that they are. Don't have a good track record. I think that when it comes down to it in these tight games where it's like a five point game in the fourth quarter, I trust that KD and Kyrie will show up and that Tatum and Brown will kind of shrink a little bit. And I know that the team around Boston is better than the team around the Nets, but I think it'll end up not being a factor at the end of the day. 
I trusted KD last year too when his foot was on the line. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's a big ass one foot, player. Though. Who was the second best player <laughs> on that team after after Harden? Like, it was like the ghost of of uh, Bruce Brown. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean Brooklyn was trying to throw the game. KD basically by himself with a hurt James Harden almost beat the champion Bucks team. I mean, they came down to a one inch. Who were the Who were the third and fourth best players on the, that Celtics team? No, I mean, this that, but that Celtics team is different than the the Bucks team. I mean, like, white, no, I think they'll probably. I think this will this will probably be six. Um, they got Nick Stauskas too. I didn't realize they had Nick Stauskas on the Celtics. Like, okay, but when was the last time Sauce Castillo played like a, a meaningful basketball minute? Like, he's there's there was like almost zero percent chance that Nick Scousis sees the floor unless it's a blow up. I'm just saying, Kyrie Irving's ability to kind of cut into the lane and basically like make the whole defense collapse around him, and then and now they have Patty Mills shooting lights out and Seth Curry shooting lights out. Yeah, I, mean, I think their perimeter game is just on point. Unless I might they, have to switch up now. After looking at the rosters, I kind of might have to. And if Ben Simmons gives any quality minutes, he's a defensive nightmare. So if Tatum and Brown want to get into the lane, he's a 6'10 dude who's rangy. And if he does anything, he does play defense. I'm, well, that's, that's I'm going, assuming you I'm going, anything. I'm going, like there's, there's no way. That's why I think it's more next year that they're going to be more of an issue. Um, I, I'm I going just, for I, look, two. I agree with you that if it comes down to like, trading buckets in the last five minutes, the Nets are going to win because KD is just like ridiculous. It doesn't matter. He's one matter. of the best ever. It, it, like his he numbers are just with high so, st- so stupid. But like, I think them having like a, a weaker supporting cast is going to hurt them. Um, I mean, I, I'm, looking at this, I'm looking at this lineup right now and I think the Celtics have a weaker supporting cast. Like, to be honest, like, I, I, okay, I might, but let, all right, let's let's put it this way. If you're doing a draft, if you're doing a draft of players, after Katie and Kyrie, what number do you think the next? And we're, we're assuming Ben Simmons is out because we have seen nothing from him this year to to to, to prove otherwise. And it'd be a lot of ass for him to just go off after right. Sitting so the after set. Katie and Kyrie, if you're drafting for both teams, when is the third net taken off the board? So you're going Yo. Katie, Kyrie, Jalen, Jason, Derek White. I'm taking Al Seth Alford. Curry over everyone else, especially after that's I saw the way he played for the Sixers last year when he was on our team, basically holding it down as the number two person with Joel Embiid. I mean, he damn near saved us so many games last year. You know, Seth Curry is so underrated. I mean, he is a big deal on that Nets team. You know, you gotta watch out for him making buckets in the clutch in the playoffs. I'm telling you, four At one zero Brooklyn. points last in the last and then, game. Zero. And then, and then, just watch. And then you I'm got just saying now. I'm just saying now. Robert, if Robert Williams come back, you got Robert Williams, and then I'm taking, and then I'm going over there, and I'm either taking um, uh, Joe Harris, or Joe Harris is not the whole season. Mm. Joe Harris, Harris. Not the whole and season. also it's not like Joe Harris doesn't have a history of sucking in the playoffs. Then you I'm only need to make one shot or two shots on this team. You know, Kev, no KD and Kyrie yeah. taking a bulk of the shots anyway. I, I just hmm. think I think that the supporting cast outside of the top two guys on on the Nets have a better chance at sparking instantly before the other guys on the, on Boston's roster do. Cause I agree with you guys, like, especially, um, especially you Desmond, like it, it's, it's going to be two on two. They're going to kind of be a mute point. It's going to matter on, you know, who comes up with that extra 15 points. Is it going to be Bruce Brown or is it going to be Claxton or is it going to be Marcus Smart going off or something crazy? I think that, 
And and you know, and I think that and I think that it's going to change a lot when Robert Williams comes back and Ben Simmons because they're both defensive enforcers that are going to kind of change the playing field defensively. Is uh, is Blake Griffin playing? Is Blake Griffin still on that team? He's on the bench. Yeah, he's, he's, he's still on. He, he gets no like minutes that, anymore. He doesn't he gets get no a lot minutes, minutes in the rotation because Claxton's huh. been playing like his his freaking heart out. Yeah, he's been a huge factor. Oh, the they end have Marcus Aldridge too. He's a huge no. factor giving out handshakes and stuff like that on the sideline. <laughs> don't ever mention Bummond again. Don't ever, don't ever mention Big Penguin Bummond. Don't do it. Uh, yeah, I still think the Nets are going to win, but I don't think it's going to be four one. I think it's going to be four two. I changed mine to four two, like Nets. I was going to go with the Celtics, probably taking it to a game seven, but after looking at these rosters, comparing them, and like and to. Uh, to credit Desmond on this, yeah, like that supporting cast, I don't think they could hold out. I will give the Boston two games, though. That's what I would do. I'll give Boston two games. Yeah, they took one and that game. Boston off the home big court three. advantage is real. I mean, everyone knows took, that. They took one game off of the big three with Jason with Jason Tatum and four people off the street. So this is a better team. You have to assume versus. Look, I would say this this net team is nowhere near as good as last year, and. Um, so you, you yeah, yeah, look, look at them. They had to play the playing game. They really, uh, they well, were that's, that's also Katie missed like two months and then Kyrie took half the season off. So yeah. they played on, they put their, their team was Katie for half the season and fat James harder. Yes. So yes. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be the lone guy to take Boston in this series. I'm going to take him in seven. And it's because I think that the unity, the cohesion of that team, I mean, it's going to depend on whether I go six or instead of seven, I want to see when Robert Williams comes back. Cause he's really their enforcer, but he's um, their fruit. Yeah. Well, and, and, and he's going to change the complexion of that, of that team, you know, defensively too. But I just think that they have more cohesion offensively and it's all about who's hot at the right time of the year. And I think that Brooklyn, they had to play in the play in, they looked pretty good against Cleveland, but Cleveland is unexperienced. I think Boston's ready for this. Yo, Matt, who you got in this? So I'm also going with the Celtics and I honestly think, um, because they have a better cohesion together. They have been for the team that has been staying together and have been, you know, running through all throughout the second half of the year. Plus I think that they are due for some luck with so many disappointing exits in the playoffs, whether in the bubble or the last year, I think that this would be the time that they can, you know, get over the hump and it would be a big deal to knock out the nets early. So I say the, um, I'm also going to say it's a seven game series going to Boston and I hate Boston sports with a huge passion, but I'm going to put my professional hat with this series. Oh, I also do have to say That's the ringer fact. does have Boston as the number one team to, to host the yeah. trophy for, which I, I still don't understand. Cause the answer is still Phoenix is the best team in the league. Bill Simmons it's bias. It's all about point differentials. When you, when you read that article, I think it's that Cramer wrote the article. It's, it's all, it's all, uh, Oh, okay. It's all, um, data stuff. It's, yeah, it's just it's just it's it, but it's a computer. It's a computer p- putting in numbers and then yeah. making an estimation based off of that. Like a computer can't um, quantify can't probabilities. Like you know what I'm saying? They can't. They, they can't. can't yeah, there, there's there's things like that. It's just a statistical guessing. Hey, well, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun. And the the most important point with this series, especially, uh, is. You said it best, Bach. This is the best matchup between all the matchups we're about to discuss. This is no doubt the most entertaining coming into this. So it's going to be a good time either way. And this with is that, crucial. It's either KD gets knocked out 
Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown move up the echelon, you know, prove yep. themselves. Like th- this is their chance to 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 slay to slay one of the greats. You know what I'm saying? And move up and play off like in the playoff podium at the same time, like establishing themselves. So it's like, let's do it. Like, come on, like it, what we got it's, next. Let's do it indeed. So next matchup I want to talk about. Golden State Warriors going up against the Denver Nuggets. Golden State back in the playoffs for for real this time. But to fall short in last year's play-in. But, um, yeah, this team, even with Klay Thompson not being the old Klay Thompson we expect, this team had quite a regular season this year. Steph Curry, I understand some of the hesitations with him because of some injuries this season. But I think it's a really interesting bunch coming into it there. And I'm going to go early in saying I think they can knock off the Nuggets in five and go on with that. So how do we feel about the return of the Warriors in the postseason? Do we think the Nuggets, who we were very, very high on last season, obviously huge Jamal Murray injury hindered that, but they are back in the playoffs regardless. What do we think about this matchup going into it? Uh, where is Jamal Murray currently? He's not playing. He and he and, and, and Carter Porter and Michael Porter aren't playing. Yeah, so Golden I think this will be four. a major factor. <laughs> I think no, because is Steph playing? Do we know when Steph's coming back? I will they have said that he's you. practicing, but they haven't said anything as far as like expectations. If he doesn't play. I, I think this is a season, series he could probably miss one or two games, and they'll probably just win in five. Like they don't have an answer for Jokic because nobody has an answer for Jokic because he's the MVP. And he was the MVP last year. And all of his statistical numbers are just like stupid. Like the the idea, like, like I'm just going to go off of this because I love how insane the numbers are for this for this season. Jokic led for like every statistical measure for like wins for like everything. The if this when the season ended, both him and Giannis set the all time record for for player efficiency rating. The dude like is unbelievably good. Um, he should still win MVP. The reason they're 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 a six seed is because he basically played with like who's the third best player on that team? Is it Will Barton or, or Aaron Gordon? Like wow. that's still playing. Yes. Like it's Bones. Is it Bones? Um, I think like, it's Aaron Gordon. And um, with this subpar, um, they're gonna lose. I'm so far since. Yeah, they're no, they're gonna lose. This is this is not a series yeah. that's worth met, uh, monitoring, other than for when Jokic goes off for like 50 and 22, and they win that one game. <laughs> the Nuggets have become the old Grizzlies. You know that quiet perennial playoff team. They're always fucking there, but they never do anything. That's no. The I would have them. I would have them as the second best team in the West if they were healthy. Yeah. If they had Marco Porter, they're not healthy. They're not healthy, so it doesn't matter. This is a lost season, just like last year was a lost season when Jamal Murray went down. They still have the MVP, so it is what it is. I'm still thinking on this one, Alex. Do you want to go next? Not good enough. (laughs) Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna wait. I mean, all right, I'll I'll go. I I, I feel who meant who mentioned uh, basically like Memphis of years ago. That was me. Yeah, no, exactly how I feel. That's how I feel about Denver without um, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter, especially like they just don't have enough firepower. Like Golden State's too dynamic. They have too good a spacing. And if they shut down or get Jokic in any kind of foul trouble, even though he's so like so dominant, um, they're They're, they're one dimensional. They're going to, they're going to wrap up. I, so I you know what I'm talking about the Marcus Saul teams. 
Yeah, but oh, those, yeah, those yeah, were good yeah. Memphis teams. Yeah, those they were good were, Memphis, yeah. but they never, they never won anything. No, they didn't. They were oh, and I, and they I were loved, and I loved those, like Zach yeah. Randolph, like that. Yeah, Zebo. Yep. And I love, and I loved, and I love those Memphis teams. But yeah, no, I mean, like they have a recipe, and um, I and yo and yo Jokic. Like I just feel that they they're going to be able to you know pick uh, Denver apart and put make them one dimensional like early on in the series. I think that they have the recipe to beat them in five. And and even if they don't, even if they don't have Steph, have we all just like taken a blind eye and forgotten who the fuck Clay Thompson is? Like what? Like what are we doing? Like Clay is like. No, this is this is a series that's that's pretty much like Denver was basically always a, a first round out because they didn't have the fire. They don't have the firepower to keep up with. Like the only team that they would be like really competitive with is basically Utah. So you know, like, I'm going to disagree with y'all. We want to talk I, about supporting past. Andrew Wiggins is playing phenomenal. Um, uh, you Draymond Green. Jordan Poole might win most improved player of the year. But Jordan Poole's great. Um, Gary Payton Jr. is don't, also great. Don't forget about him. Like, yeah, no, I'm not. I don't expect that the Nuggets win, but I don't expect like it could be the Lord. It all depends on when Steph comes back. I think changes the whole thing. You know, yeah, I'm only going to disagree a little bit with y'all. I, I think that Denver is going to win at least two games in this series. Uh, I actually wouldn't be surprised if it goes seven. Uh, here's the reason why. I think that um, this Denver team, while they're not good, like not they're not great, they are scrappy. I mean, and we see that they have basically the exact same roster last year. And this team went, did they go to the, to the, to the conference final last year against the Suns? They went to the semis. They lost the to, second round. Um, yeah, the they, I, they lost to Phoenix because uh, the Jamal Murray they got hurt against all. Portland. Yeah, they this this is actually a pretty a pretty decent team. And, and what I said earlier about like stars not taking the regular season like seriously, there's only a couple teams that don't fall into that category, and Golden State is in that category. They take the regular season seriously. Like they play hot every single game, no matter what. And the Warriors have been inconsistent, you know, like the last like few months. And obviously they've had their injury issues. Clay's coming back. Steph's been out. Draymond's been out. But Clay still isn't quite himself. Draymond's still a little hobbled up. And we don't know how Steph's going to come back from this. From this, I think that there's enough room in there for the Nuggets to squeeze in at least two games. I'm calling Warriors and six. Is Wiseman is Wiseman playing? No, nah, he's, he's out. out for the year. Oh, and the, the the Warriors big three only played 18 minutes together this season. Yeah, so I'm thinking a little lack of consistency for the Warriors might give the Nuggets enough room to at least get yeah, two, and especially one in Denver where it's just yeah, hard to play win. there. They'll probably they'll probably win Game Three in Denver. They got Bayelitsa. I mean, he wasn't. A, I mean, look, they, this. I the the question is the next round and when and what Steph looks like back when he's when he's healthy because he was he basically he broke the record then he played like shit the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, although like even Steph Curry playing like shit is still like. Better than like ninety percent of all NBA players. Facts. Warriors and six. <laughs> Warriors and six. Okay, okay. Well, guys, this is the team I'm most excited to talk about. We have the Memphis Grizzlies versus the Minnesota Timberwolves. Oh, awesome playing game. T Wolves knocking out the Clippers. Patrick Beverly. Uh, the great line. Send their ass home, even though it cost them fifty thousand dollars, but. <laughs> Anytime I could get a Patrick Beverly moment to discuss, I have to let it out. But the Grizzlies, even with John Morant out for a good portion of the season, 54 wins this season. They are second. They get the second seed. Dylan Brooks put the team on his back and 
This team is awesome. I think they're going to actually sweep the T-Wolves, even though they're coming into their own with, you know, D'Angelo Russell and and Cat and all those guys. But I think the Grizzlies are going to continue this very modest, um, wait, definitely not modest, this stellar run. And I think that they can uh, really make some noise, you know, barely get in last year. Needed some experience, which we talked about on this podcast a year ago. And this team is a year better with just so much potential. And John Moran is going to be returning. So, I mean, who? what do we guys feel about the Grizzlies? Is, is this a start of a deep run for them? Or do we think the T-Wolves might uh, shock us all or whatnot? I'm going to give you I'm going to give you I'm going to give you the shocker. I'm going to give you the shocker. Yeah, <laughs> please do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. T Wolves and seven. T Wolves is seven. I'm, what? Well, that I'm right was behind you. I'm right behind you. Okay, I'll, maybe I'll let you go first. A little I'm different than I thought. Seven. But uh, tell me Anthony about it. Edwards, Anthony Edwards. I love him. He's so he's good. A great player. He's so good. He's so much mm. fun. And like, he's that that like like people like the problem with Towns. Like Jimmy Butler told us, like Towns is not that that he don't got that dog. Anthony Edwards got that dog. Like he's the dude. <laughs> like. Yeah. Did you like, see him in is, that play-in game? He was fearless. That, he I took love, over that yeah. whole game in the second half. He is, he's going to be so good next year. Like it, I, this this T Wolves team is going to be it's going to be good. I don't know who's going to win this. Um, this is the best Western Conference game uh, series, like hands down. This is. Uh, and you like, know what? I also want to give a shout out to that to that Minnesota crowd because I did not know if Minnesota was going to be a good sports town or not, but they showed up for that play-in game. I think the home court advantage for them is going to be real. Um, I know Memphis got a good one too. I think there's going to be a back and forth series. You can't, and you can't really? sleep on that. Yeah. You can't sleep on that bench in Minnesota either. Jalen Noel, um, Josh Kogi, Tyrion Prince, Malik Beasley, like, be, like you, you can't like, who's the, who's wait, no, is Malik Beasley your starting guard or, Who's their no, because the, no, they start Russell and they start Beverly because they basically have three offensive players and then they have McDaniels and uh, Beverly to play defense. You got Beverly, the dog. So no, this like, is gonna be a fun series. This is gonna be a good series. I don't know. Um, I'm really happy for Towns. I think Charles Barkley said it best. You know, like on TNT the other night, he was like. Memphis is a real young team. They've never had to deal with like an agitator before. Like, how is like Ja Moran going to react to Patrick Beverly being his face every single game? Ja Moran is going to average twenty nine every single game. He's going to average twenty nine. Ja Moran's ever played in the playoffs. He played last year, but I'm not worried about Ja at all. Uh, Because they look really no. Ja just cooked everybody this year. Like I love even going twenty and five without him. You still have that team plus this. You know, rising star in the league. You guys still don't feel that the Grizzlies. No, I think that the Memphis is still going to win. I think no. Memphis is going to be good for a no. long time. I just don't think they're there yet. I think this Memphis is going to be a close series, seven game series. But I think T Wolves got the they got they got the veteran presence. D'Angelo Russell is going to step up in this series. I think yes. he's going to be a big factor. His All time right. in Golden State. His time in Golden State built him as a player. Helped him become more of that guy and feel himself more mature, more. So now. When he's he's playing his head off, um, Cat is playing phenomenally. Like he's so like good. He's like he's the best shooting big man of all time. It like let's just, go. Like um, Vanderbilt. Like they got too many players that are just performing for them night in and night out, just working their heart out. Now 
you cannot say the same. You can't not say the same thing about the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks, JJJ, like they they got um who's the other who's the other dude over there? Um, uh, huh? Uh, uh, guard. He's a guard, I think, or a small forward. Uh, shit. I'm trying to pull up the roster real quick. Damn, like, I'm sorry, I got distracted by something else. All I was going to say with, with Memphis, though, is that I feel like this is the, the classic, like, first-round scare when a team is about to go off. So I think that yeah. Memphis is that team that's about to just take off for the future for the next 8, 10 years. But I think that this is, like, the first-round scare that they're going to need. And I, yeah. I, agree with, I agree with you guys. I think that this is probably going to go 7, but I'm going to go towards Memphis. Yeah, this Brandon is the Clark. first time Memphis is like they're not the underdog. They've been in the underdog in every series they've played. Yes. Like this is this is like both the of these. First time they've ever been favored be, in a series. Yeah, because the last time they played, uh they played Utah. They took one from Utah and then I think they lost in the play in the year before. Like they've never yeah. been exactly. the the uh like this is their Favorite. first time being like like somebody's taking them seriously. And these Timberwolves, like they're gonna be this is gonna they're gonna be good next year. And these these jazz this you this Memphis team is gonna be good next year. Like they're gonna be these are good teams for the future. The West is, is like, gonna be fire. Like, like, like know, I think the stat Wolves? that got me was the fact that the, the T Wolves have made the most threes in the NBA this season. I mean, but yeah, saw, you got Towns is shooting like the she takes like 10 threes a game. Listen, Steven Adams is a is a great physical big man. Oh yeah, he's gonna be a problem. He's not stopping Cat though. He's mm-hmm. not stopping Cat. And I actually love. I'm gonna. I'm gonna love to see that matchup though. Yeah, I think. I think Stephen Adams might get underneath his skin games. a little bit. Zaire Williams. That's why I got this shit going with seven games. Yeah. This is probably, Wait, this Zaire is Williams wasn't that like good this year, but I mean, he's still. Yeah. I'm gonna say the same thing. Barr said. I got T Wolves in seven. I think it's gonna be a long series. That's that's my final pick on this one. Yeah. Mm. Same here. I'm done. I got Memphis in seven. Or I you know what honestly I can say Memphis in six. I think there's there's probably gonna be okay, a game. Okay. Uh, we're Here's gonna see a game where Jaw goes for like fifty. <laughs> I will I'm and, and, but on the up. same time, like either Anthony Edwards or Cat is going for fifty. One of them is going off in this series. And, and there's probably gonna be over under seven like hot poster dunks for the the entirety of the, the, the this is going to be the most posters in a first round series if anyone keeps stats of that there's we're going to see a dunk that like look jaw had the play of the year when he did the 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 one on um when he played san antonio and they had that play with like one second left and they threw it up to him cross court and he like caught it in the air and threw it in i just want to see jaw and, and anthony edwards get into like a dunk off in game let me just say let me just say this matt mm-hmm. This is going to be a phenomenal, like, this is going to be a phenomenal series, a great matchup. But who's stopping Anthony Edwards? Who are they going to put in his face to slow him down? It's proven. You can't put anyone in this kid's face. Dylan Brooks. He's just going to attack yeah, him. Did. That's all he does. It's going to be a bet- battle between <laughs> them. And like I said, I, I just love seeing how far this team came. And I don't have the official odds. I will still do my notorious bet of uh, a four-game sweep. I just think that this team, with even a tad more experience, can still pull off this. I see right now FanDuel's to win it all. It's plus 1,400. Um, but 
with this matchup, I will. This is just for the win the entire thing for the Grizzlies. Mm. And um, yeah, we got right here. Oh, it's irrelevant at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm still going to do it. And I know it's not the popular opinion, but I still think uh, if anyone could pull it off with just how this team has played all in all, um, we'll see if I'm ultimately right or wrong. But um, I will definitely crow when we meet up for the uh, the conference semis and uh, see if I was right or wrong or just you all make fun of me. And I will take it like a man. So anyways, moving on. We have the Sixers versus the Raptors. A Sixers team that has been playing really well despite the decline of James Harden again. But um, I guess this could be a battle of uh, Toronto's flexibility as well. It could be really interesting. Or they, with the team still led by Nick Nurse, said uh, still winning 48 games this season. Ultimately, we have a Sixers fan in the chat. And Desmond, is the process finally going to be fulfilled? Or is this going to be a very tough loss by a Raptors team that uh, still somehow finds their way in the playoffs and uh, win a round or two? Listen, I'm going to be honest with y'all. I'm a Sixers fan. I'm a Philly fan for everything. Uh, you know, Eagles, Flyers, you know, uh, Phillies. But um, it's going to be a tough series. It's going to be a tough series because the Sixers have the better team, but they are they they are known to choke. And mm-hmm. I am not buying the James Harden stock until he proves me otherwise. And uh, because we know he's been so great in the playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to give you my prediction first. I'm going to give you the reason why. But I'm thinking uh, Sixers and seven. Uh, I think it's going to be a real close series. I think that Toronto is going to get us at least twice in Toronto. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if they got all three games in Toronto. Do we have any unvaxxed Sixers on the team? Yeah. Matisse Thibel. Uh, he won't be able to go up to uh, yeah. Toronto. So he but it's not that he's unvaxxed. He missed his his second shot, right? Isn't that what it was? That's still considered unvaccinated as far as Toronto's concerned. I mean, that's like a really stupid... <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey. That's, that's a different like, stream. That's a different stream. We'll get into that one later. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, he, he won't be able to go up to Toronto for any of those games. But, you know, I think what it really comes down to for me is Tobias Harris. He has mm-hmm. not figured out his role on this team ever since James Harden got there. And to be... And honestly, just keep it, you know, just like a hundred with everybody. Tobias Harris never figured out his role on this team. Like it was a mistake to give him fucking uh oh excuse, me, I don't know if I'm supposed to curse or not, oh, but you, to give him curse. Jimmy Butler's contract. When when uh Elton Brand gave Tobias Harris the contract that should have went to Jimmy Butler, it has been all downhill ever since then. Tobias Harris takes these contested jump shots time and time again for no reason that just cannot make any sense. His He's a volume shooter on a team where he doesn't have the volume anymore. So he is kind of out there on an island. We're not really sure what to do with him. I mean, thankfully, we don't have to worry about him as much since Tyrese Maxey kind of came out and has been going out of his mind the last like few months, actually this whole season. He, he might be our second best player if James Harden keeps being inconsistent. But Joel can't do this by himself. And I think our supporting cast is kind of lackluster and Pascal Siakam is a problem. So I expect the Raptors to get at least two, if not three. I'm just going to stick with saying that Sixers and seven. I mean, you had the best player. 
but like they, which they're will gonna, win us the series but we you know it's, it's no, gonna yeah, be tough yeah this is not gonna be this is not the end of the process the end of the process is a title and look oh. <laughs> um the the real question is like like how much are you gonna the, the real question for the Sixers is how much are you paying James Harden next year for when he wants out in 10 months um it was a mistake but, to get him I mean you weren't getting more than than him uh, but like, yeah, no, this is this six, this Raptors team. Look, I love this Raptors team. I love Scotty Barnes. He's so good. And Van Fleet is like, yeah, they don't have a big man. Like they don't have the size really to bother Embiid, but it's not going to matter because they routinely play like five, six, seven guys and above who have like nine foot wingspans. And they're just going to like swamp all of their guards. Like, but they can't shoot. Like they, they don't really have any shooting other than Brand Fleet. Um, but this is this is gonna be like these games are either going to all be like rock fights or or the, the Sixers are gonna get hot in a couple of them and hit like 10 threes and blow it out. Like none of these games are either going to be down to the wire when Embiid has to go for like 35 a game or uh or something else, but like I see it really I, similar to the how the Sixers matched up against the Hawks last year. There were so many games where they should have just won those games, but they kept finding ways to let the Hawks come back in and come back in and come back in. They eventually would steal the game. Like the Sixers don't have this like killer mentality. That's that's the problem. Joel does not have a killer mentality. Like Joel he's a, he's a little mentality. too he complacent with jump he shot. Just, he just he doesn't have like the same support. He also doesn't have as good a coach. Like like Nick Nurse oh, is like one of the taking like, shots at Doc Rivers right now? Yes, I'm taking shots at the the, the, <laughs> the coach who has lost more game sevens and blown more three one leads yep. than any other coach in history. Yeah, I'm gonna take some shots at him. Um since Nick Nurse is clearly a better coach. Um, um number of championships. I'm gonna go four one Philly. Um and that's just for me just scanning over the rosters. Um, what seeds are, what seeds are these guys? Philly's four or five. The yeah. Philly's Philly's the four, um, which they lucked out on. Like if they were the five, they probably would have lost the series. <laughs> I, I believe it doesn't matter what seat they were in. Like it, like I believe oh, it the title. Philly, Toronto. Yeah. James Harden may be trash, but like, I believe that this is like a year where he's going to show a glimpse of what he could possibly do in the playoffs. And ultimately, still like flop out somewhere towards like the conference finals or something. But I think, as far as this matchup goes, I think Philly's going to take it. Um, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, he's going to have fire. Tyrese, like, Tyrese, there's there's going to be there's going to be like one or two games in this series where he just gets like he goes for like zero for fifteen and has like six turnovers and everyone's going to hate him. Like you know that game is coming where where because this Toronto team's defense is going to eat him alive. Just, you know, Maxi is I, I, I my do. favorite player on the team right now. I love that kid. I mean, if he has a bad game, it's, it'll be all right. Yeah, you know, no, no, it is like, it's gonna happen. But I, like, I he had a good year. I was a big fan of him this year too. I can't believe they got him in the draft. They got him at like twenty one. I don't think Toronto can outscore them. And the no, only way can. Toronto can beat them is if they stifle them. Like so, if they're stifling, then yeah, okay, then they, they got it. But like. This team is kind of built to whoop them out, yo. To be honest, like 
really no, look I mean, at they it. definitely could. I think my whole issue with Joel is like how he wants to play because when yeah. he decides that he wants to dominate, no one in the NBA can stop him. He's but he gets like lazy sometimes and just like settles for these long jump shots. I'm just like, man, you are a beast. Like you are like, you are almost as big as Shaq. Like get yes. down there and it's, fuck shit up. Like, I, it's yeah. like, it's like a grizzly bear. It's like a grizzly bear trying to kill you with a scalpel. <laughs> Instead of just using swing that paw, man. Like yeah. just swing, like swing away, Bobby. Like I don't understand. Like I heard Draymond Green saying it on TNT the one time when he was filling in. He was like, every time that Joel Embiid, you know, goes gets out of the paint, he's doing everyone in the NBA a favor. And I'm like. Yeah. He didn't lead the league in like mid-range shooting last year. Like he, he was like his his jump shot was unbelievable. So it's not like it's a terrible thing. But the no, real he, is like he's a good jump shooter, but he settles for it too much. I'm like, yeah, if you're yeah. open, take it. But like, you know, like get in the paint like, and dominate. Like they can't those, stop you. Take those shots if they decide that if you feel oh I mean, shit, he should, he should be in the paint because they don't Toronto doesn't have the size. Like I don't even know. I is Ibaka playing? I don't remember if he's still in the Ibaka, league. Ibaka plays. Ibaka oh, he's plays a, from, from uh, uh, the, the, the Nets. He's a buck. He's a buck. Brooklyn. Yeah. A buck. He's a buck. He's a buck. Oh, he's a. He was on the buck. He moves around a lot. Well, he was hurt <laughs> for like the last two years. He Actually, you know what? That, that's a good comparison, though. I mean, Giannis last year in the finals, when he like transitioned to start like being like more paint oriented against the Suns. That's when that whole series shifted because he was like, oh, wow, the Suns have no one who can stop me in the paint. Like if Joel yeah. just took that same mentality, the Sixers, they, they would be contending for titles every year. Who well, said it? It was, it was actually because Monty Williams put Aiden one-on-one on him. That was the problem. Who said Which it last year that, uh, that Aiden wasn't going to be able to stop him? Who said it last year? Literally everybody. 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 Yeah, literally everybody. <laughs> that was the problem. There's like three players in the NBA who can stop Giannis, and one of them is in LA, and it's 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 Kawhi, and then the other one is like Joel Embiid, and that's like it. <laughs> well, that will be a good transition for the next matchup to discuss, where we have the reigning champion Milwaukee Bucks playing the Chicago Bulls. Now, the Bulls were definitely the hottest team in the NBA until... Lonzo Ball gets hurt and he will not be appearing in this postseason. How much of a factor does this play against a Chicago Bulls team that was hitting every single mark you wanted in a good team? They got boards, they shot. DeMar DeRozan became an NBA uh, MVP candidate at one point. And now, um, as Box said, do you expect them to get swept by the reigning champions? Or do we think that they have any fight whatsoever? Or if not, then we'll uh, maybe oh. next year they can uh, make a push. What do we think Here's about? Here's my hot up? take for this one. Here's my hot Wait take for this one. We haven't talked about the one eight matchups yet. Yeah, I'm gonna save those for last. But this this will be the least entertaining series of all eight of them. Yeah, I seriously <laughs> believe that the eight seeds will give more competition to the one seeds than the Bulls will give to the Bucks. Well, not in the East. In the East, they'll be closer than it will be in the West. But like, have, this Bucks team is sweeping them. This they're they're going to like even at if full the health, eighth seed in the West is the Clippers, and the eighth seed in the East is the Hawks. They'll probably both at least win a game. But like yeah, no, this, no, this Bulls, Bulls team, team they win no a game. shot. It they is a no four hold on, sweep. Hold on. Is my man Vucevic still playing? Yes, but it doesn't matter. Why? What do you mean? <laughs> Why? Because he's like the sixth best player on the on the floor. How? How is he the sixth best? 
Well, because Giannis is the best player, and then the second best player is still Giannis, and then the third best player is is what like Zach Levine, <laughs> hey, Chris Middleton. Give some love, Chris Middleton. No, yeah, like like Mar Derozan is still alive. Breathe some. Like yeah, he, he it doesn't. First off, whichever guard that isn't it, it. First off, I I I'm sorry to Zach Levine. You're about to go meet Drew Holiday. He's gonna steal your soul. Um, but like, oh. uh. Like I mean, and, and I'm sorry, Patrick Williams. You have the, your first playoff experience is guarding Giannis. He's gonna he's gonna average like 38 against you. Like exactly. You know, they, this is the wrong. The this is a bad. This is look. Like in March, they were a solid team when they had their full team. They're an interesting team. Um, they'll be an interesting team next year. They're not winning a game this. They're they're outmatched on like every level. They do not have what mm-hmm. it takes. This this is the team that first off this is the team that's making it out of the the Eastern Conference anyway. But they're not going to they're not going to win it. They're not going to win again. Four, Unless Zach Levine two. goes for like fifty. Four two to Bucks. The Bulls are pulling two games out. Vucevic, Zach Levine, Demar Derozan. I see them doing something. I, I'm not gonna just I'm not gonna just turn my back on this team like that. I think Absolutely. the Bulls are going to be great next year when they get all their pieces back. I think Alonzo's yeah. great. Alex Caruso is great. Levine is great. But Levine's not used to being in these, press, these presser situations, which I said about, you know, about Memphis, you know, about other teams. I think that DeMar the Bucks, is. DeMar, the are, DeMar has, but the Toronto – but is he, though? Yeah, he's never won those Toronto either. teams, they were suspects. Him <laughs> and Kyle Lowry, they had, like, the worst playoff – Wizards team. Ever. When DeMar was there, they, was, they, they were first in the East. They got no, but in the playoffs, they had like they actually had like the biggest differential of like being great in the regular season and then tanking in the postseason. Him and Kyle they were Lowry. Like, they, were too, they, they didn't have Pascal back then. If they had Pascal back then, like, come on. I'm just saying, DeMar's experience have- in the playoffs is losing. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it's losing. Like even even like they got swept by that Wizards team the last time the Wizards were in the playoffs. They're not before, like before Jordan got Pippen in a team. His experience in the playoffs was also losing. Are you thinking you think Jordan round, is, is, is equivalent to Lamar? Demar Demar is like thirty five now. <laughs> And I, I think mean, he's had wasn't dropping sixty two on the Celtics. Magic, I mean, I think it, I think it was against um Shaq's Magic that they I, didn't make it up the first round. Yeah, that was the year Jordan came back. That was the year Jordan came back. That was the year Jordan was out. No, no, no. The year no, they no. came back, they the lost year, to the Magic. The that was the year they went to the oh, finals. Right. Okay. That was 94. 95. Hold on. Like, yeah, they beat let's the, not pretend the that Jordan that, – that, that, look, DeMar had a good year. He's probably first or second team All-NBA, but he's – they're not going to win this series, and I don't think they're going to win a game because I don't think they're going to win either. But I think they're going to win two games at least, maybe one. All right, so fresh faces and me are both four zero uh, Milwaukee. Looks like Bar's got a four two Milwaukee. Alex, what you got? Yeah, four one. Four one. I'm also He's with not four. The game too. At to least Milwaukee. one. I got at least one because look, they had an amazing year, and I think that they have enough firepower. They they could they could steal a game, but. You know, Milwaukee's overpowering. They're they're the most experienced team. They're just – I think the only way they can even take a game off them is if they just, like, lay down a game, like a game three. Yeah, like, you know, like a game where the, the Milwaukee just, like, can't shoot. Because Right, exactly, yeah. You get that, that proverbial game where they can't shoot, they can't hit anything, and the other team comes out red hot because they're trying to save their season. Because you know, you know Drew Holiday in every series is going to have a game where he goes, like, 0 for 15. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, true. That's, that's true. true. That's, that's true. That's true. That's the only that's way. But, but but on the other side, like Giannis can say, "Fuck this," and I'm going to score fifty again, and and it, it's not going to matter. 
Well, also the Bucks have a great supporting cast. I mean, Covington's a good player. I and mean, you don't know who like Grayson Allen's going to hurt. Psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> they have a legit cycle playing, so he he can go off like out of nowhere for like thirty fucking six, like randomly. Right. Like, what are we doing? Like. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to a more interesting matchup. Yeah. <laughs> and that matchup is we have the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. That's more interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say one thing here. This was a great matchup until the last game of the season. Jason Kidd puts Luca in a little too long and has a calf injury. Listed day to day, but they have to figure out how to win with or without one. him. Exactly. But yes, at least out uh, for game one for now. But <clears throat> excuse me. But you know, obviously the Jazz, who might be on the verge of imploding their team. Then you have the Mavs, who, um, like I said, are not going to have Luca for at least game one. But there is at least optimism that he will play at some point in the series. But you know, Spencer Dinwiddie has been stepping up for this team. Um, they do have so much potential as the four C coming out of the West. But like I said, if the jazz are about to implode, what can that mean for the morale for these, um, NBA players from Utah? It's very interesting to see where it goes, but I do think ultimately this will put the nail in the coffin for the Utah jazz season and whatever era this is in the Mitchell, uh, Rudy gay era. And I think that the Mavs are going to win in six. Um, I call a game seven. Uh, give it to Utah. If Utah does not end up winning, um, blow it up. Oh, they're blowing it up. They're, look, the only way Utah wins the series is if 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 Luca doesn't play. Mm-hmm. If I Luca's mean, if, or he's like like severely hampered. The, I mean, they're, like, they're, and then look, the thing is, Luka. they're still going to probably get Rudy Gobert anyway. Like, like he's probably going to Dallas. Oh, did um, I say Rudy Gay for some reason? Rudy Gobert, listen, exactly. No, no. no. I definitely yeah, they, don't. They, they, they want Luke's it. They need a big. Luke is not enough. He's going to be coming off an injury. He's going to have to play his ass off. To, do, do you know who he is? He's like the third best player of the West. Like he, I agree with bars on this one. I actually, I think uh, I got um, I got Utah in six. Oh, but, I think, wait, wait, but I mean, it all depends on how much Luca plays. That, that's actually I mean, the whole point, though, is because Luca has the highest usage rate of any player in the NBA, which means that if he's your whole team and they're saying he might come back, that means that there is some aspect of injury there. So even if he does come back, play every game in the series, he ain't himself and he can't carry the whole team. If he was healthy, I would still think that the Jazz will win in seven with him being injured, Jazz in six. He's a walking triple double, which means. He's assisting more than most. He's rebounding more than most. And he's definitely scoring more than everyone else. So he's your whole team. That's your fucking entire squad. He does yeah, not sound like the, greatest, look, the, the thing is like Utah team. has the same problem they've had for three years. All they have, all Dallas has to do is just hit threes because Utah does a drop coverage and they can't guard the three point line. And they don't have anybody who can guard wings or point guards. And they're just like, their offense is like I trust Dallas's defense more. Rudy Gobert has like legitimately. I was watching this today. Rudy Gobert's offense is 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 a joke. Um, he has no offense. He's he, he's this he he's this era's Ben Wallace. 
Dude. Like, like he's good defensively, yeah, but they'll just run him off the court. Like, yeah. and they, they, Utah has no backups for it. They, the like, man's upside for offense is through the roof, but he can't fucking put it down. Like, dude, he, he has less attempts after one dribble than Hassan Whiteside, who backs him up. He has wow. half as many attempts and Hassan as is Robin Lopez. Like, <sighs> the man can only, he basically has Mitch Robinson range. If he's not oh, standing next to the rim uh, and dunking it, he can't score. Uh, but like, uh, look, it's, if, if, if Dallas hits threes, it's over. There's still like, even with Luca, they have a better shooting team. You know, I, I will I, say one thing about Luca though. He's kind of like, you know, four or five years ago, James Harden, the fact that he does seem to rely on contact a lot. So, with, and again, with the NBA calling less fouls in the playoffs, I wonder if he'll be able to adjust his game to be able to play through contact more. And the Jazz do play physical defense. They, they, they play like Mike, is Mike Conley playing? Yeah. Mike Conley is like six inches shorter, like 60 pounds less than, than it, it does. He's not going to guard him. He's been one of the right, but can Luca get been, around him though? Is, is that Kaepernick going to allow him to be fast enough to get around Conley, who is a good defender? Being I mean, he's a smaller just gonna body through him. He's the first team all defender. Like, don't like maybe like not three this year, years like, ago. Uh, but that's he's, still he's good enough. He can he'll like, slow down an injured Luca. So you're saying you're saying that Mike uh, that Pat, Patrick Beverly was a better dog than Mike Connolly? He is Come right on. now. Well, injury sells. In, for injury sakes, Mike Connolly is not the player that he used to be. But Mike Connolly was the player from that perennial Grizzly team that I was talking about. Yeah, Mike Connolly was, was good when they traded for him three years ago. I'm not saying that. Like, look, it's all going to depend on how many games Luka plays. This series, if Luka plays, Dallas wins. If he doesn't, Utah, or if he's hampered. If Luka plays, Dallas it still look, loses. It, I'm, no. I'm, taking, I'm with bars on this one. Utah on six. I, Utah I, look, and I, six. I, it doesn't matter. I'm doing seven games because it's, 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 it's Luka. I give them some games. I think Utah. I, I, I give a real advantage to to home like court in this sport. I think basketball has probably the best home court advantage of any of the four major sports. Utah's uh, Utah's crowd is much more intense than Dallas's. I think that Utah's fan base will actually help out in a lot of those games in Utah. Don't forget that Jamal Murray scored fifty because Donovan Mitchell made him. Don't forget that. Don't forget Don't Jamal Murray scored fifty. Like so did Donnie. Yeah, and and that would and then like if you were taking clutch shots, I'm still taking Luca. Like it's I, my statement remains oh, that right. that Dallas cannot or that Utah cannot guard a perimeter threat to save their lives. I, and I if I if it comes at and at no point do I believe Utah has a, a, a has a lead that's insurmountable unless they're up fifty. This still at, comes any, down. Anytime so, Utah is up. I do not believe that they are up. They do not believe that they are up. It's in their head. If, if they're up 20. <laughs> if they're up 20. Oh, we have oh, Bach frozen at the moment. Oh, I'm sure oh, he's going to fix that. He was just about to go in, too. He was just about to go in. <laughs> now, that is this picture for anyone who's watching. <laughs> Bach, you back? Yeah, I'm back. I'm sorry. My shit dropped. Um, you were no, saying? Yeah, I, um. 
I don't know where, where I cut off. Um, what I was saying was, if Utah's up 20 and they get it gets to a 10-point game, Utah will lose that game because they're going to go, oh, shit, here it goes again. Because in the past, like, two weeks, they've blown how many 25-point leads? Three? If we're taking bets right now, who do they lose, the, got, do they lose those games to? I got $5 saying, because betting is legal in America. I got $5 saying that Donovan Mitchell scores more points than Luka Doncic in this series. I don't care. Oh, I need a. I, well, hold on. That's not fair. Lucas probably not playing that because that'd be perfect. Hey, listen, 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 listen. It also, doesn't like, matter. Luke Donovan triple double against Kawhi and Paul George. I'm Wait, just saying. I'm, I'm. I already. I'm already taking Utah as a, as the whole. Anyways, I'm already, I already got my chips on Utah anyway. But I'm also saying on top of that, Donovan's getting more points than Luca. Donovan proves is he clutch in the playoff. He sent Russ home. I only saw that he drops 50. He sent he sent some teams home. You got to give him that. Like, he may have lost to, to the Nuggets that time, but Jamal Murray had to score 52, 54 for them to do it. Come on, like. Listen, this is the last go around for this, this Jazz team. Um, I don't I don't know who they play. In the, I think they played the one seed in the second round. They're going to get swept. Right? If they play Phoenix, they're going to get swept by Phoenix. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll it, save that commentary for the next stream, though. But it, yeah, it, like this, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't matter if they win this if this series or not. The, the minute they lose, the minute they win, they're getting blown up. No, no, yeah, this too. is this is it. The question, the real question is, who's leaving, Donovan or, or Gobert? And the answer is probably Gobert, but in reality, it could be both. It could hey. be both, but. Honestly, I'm gonna go with Gobert as well because he's literally their weakest link. You're the, he's their strongest link and their weakest link at the same time. Great defense, horrible offense. Like, I bet you the Nets will want him. You can't win when him. your yeah, uh, <laughs> big man is the best on the offense and defense. But the Nets just took Ben Simmons, so I know they want anything. <laughs> Hold up. So, like, let's be real. I would have traded for Ben Simmons too. I wanted the Spurs to trade for Ben Simmons. I am on record having said that for multiple times that they should have traded for Ben Simmons. And let it be on record that on this gene, you also said you take Donovan Mitchell. So, like. Yeah, I, 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 I still would take Donovan Mitchell, but like, it doesn't mean that that's a bad thing. And no, he's still not. not there's this jazz, this jazz team blew its shot last year. Like, last I, year was their shot. They're not going to win. They're not going to win this year. How was last year their shot more so than this year? Why? Because they were the one seed and they were up 25 points against the Kawhi-less Clippers. Damn. And Paul George went off Damn. because he's still a star. Kawhi-less Clippers. Paul, they lost to Terrence Mann. <laughs> <laughs> what a time. What a time. So all right, all right. the first of the one and eight matchups to discuss, the Phoenix Suns are playing the either the winner of the Clippers and the Pelicans who play – uh, who play the day this show airs so we can even preview that a little. Now, the Phoenix Suns have had a stellar season. Look how good Monty Williams has kept this team together. Pro- again, proven in all, improved in all aspects, and it's a um, stellar Suns team that is so much better than they were a year ago. Do we feel that the Clippers or the Pelicans have a chance at all to knock this team out I think this is a, clearly another sweep by the Suns, no matter who they wind up playing. Yeah. You I know, think maybe the Clippers get one. Maybe the Clippers get one, but that they're, they're going to sweep the Pelicans. You know what? I, I actually got a weird take here. I, I think I think the same thing that Freshface has said. If, if it's the Clippers, Clippers get one. If it's the Pelicans, Pelicans get zero. But with that being said, I think the 
Pelicans are actually going to beat the Clippers uh, when the, tomorrow when this airs. Mm-hmm. Facts. Why is that? I just think that the the Clippers team just does not look like they 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 just don't look in it. Like when I watched that game last night, it just felt like that just looked like an uninspired team. And when you're in the playoffs, I mean, you're talking about great teams versus great teams. The, the smallest things can mean the margins of victory. And I think that the Pelicans team, I think they want it more. I think CJ McCollum wants him more. I think he wants to prove to the whole country how good he is. And I was seeing it on display last night. Mm. Yes. And I'm, I'm going to agree with Desmond. And I'm going to go off the fact saying um, Paul George is coming off of a big injury that sat him down for most of the year. I don't think he's going to have the drive that it takes to like, I honestly really feel like he's not trying to like play to win. Like he, yeah, they're, gonna, they're in the playoffs, like they're playing whatever, they're gonna play in whatever. But like after that, what are they going to do? Struggle their way to what? Look, the fact <laughs> that they made the playoffs and the Lakers didn't and is still impressive. So, I mean, yeah. Right. Without Kawhi like, too. And without Paul George for most of this, like Paul Ty lose a hell of a coach. Um, good, good on them. You had a good True. season. Kawhi's going to come that back next right. year, and then maybe you'll figure something out then. Yo, but Reggie Jackson's a great player. Yeah, they had a good – you know, you figured it out. Listen, box. listen, listen. The problem is Reggie sat in Detroit for too long. And, mm. yes, that's the only issue. And it's like, all right, besides Reggie, who else do they have? I mean, that, Terrence Mann's a good young player, but, like – you know, he's a couple years away, I think, from he's being one like, of the boys. Really be. It's not young. I mean, it doesn't look the, the real, the real, the, the real talk about this is Phoenix. They're going to the finals. Right, hold on. Save, save the analysis for next week, man. You kill it. Right <laughs> it, it, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Because I think the Phoenix Golden State matchup in the future is going to be worth debating. They're going to destroy whoever they play in this first round. It doesn't Chris matter Paul who they're playing. Chris Paul. Chris Paul is still Chris Paul. Like at the end of the day, he has those games where he'll be on fire, red hot tamales. And they're then going to win in in four or five, depending on whether they play the Clippers or the Pelicans. And good on look, good on both of these teams playing in this game, like the Pelicans and the Clipper and the Clippers, who who did it essentially without their best player or their second best player in the Clippers uh, thing. Like their coach, their job, their coaches did a hell of a job. You know, um, they got Herb Jones. Oh, can we talk about um, Jose Alvarez? I fucking yes. love that guy. He might be the funniest yeah. basketball player I've ever seen in my life. For those of you who don't know, he's the backup six-foot point guard for the Pelicans. My mans, I shit you not, after a basket, goes and hides in the corner <laughs> behind the refs until the other guard, like, go look this up. This is like the funniest thing you will ever see. He hides in the corner, runs up behind the guy, steals it. He has 18 steals in the backcourt in, in 81 minutes. It is the funniest thing you'll ever see in a professional basketball game. This Pelicans team is says so many fucking little weirdos on it that it's like just great. I have faith in this Pelican team. I I think they're gonna send home this Clippers team. Um, like I said, they're not. They're just they're not in it. And even when they're in it, um, yeah, they're just not gonna. They're just not gonna have what it takes to this uh, to stop this this uh, Pelicans team defensively. There's no Kawhi. That's your defensive stalwart. That's your off. Defensive stalwart. Um, we haven't even mentioned Brandon Ingram yet. Yeah, he had a good. He's had a good season. Brandon Ingram is trending yeah. up. Like, come on, you got CJ McCollum. Um, they don't even have fucking Zion. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a good look. I uh, this is a good pel. This is a solid pelican. They got Herb Jones. I love Herb Jones. My I man's like, just like these two. 
Hope. You know, on the Suns' angle, though, this is one of the like rare teams that I actually don't mind watching the regular season because most of these teams in the they NBA, they're not taking the regular shit. season seriously. The Suns, they yeah, they took every single game seriously. All my two teams on that one. They remind me of those 2014 Spurs. Like their ball movement is incredible. Like everyone touches the ball. Everyone's involved in the offense. Everyone's involved in the defense. Like one through eight in their rotation is a solid player. The Suns are, are deep. They are so deep. Like this they're is, the, this is a, they're ooh, the best team. This in is the a really good basketball team. Not just like this year, but like in the last like 10 years. This is a solid basketball team. Yeah, I mean, they got, they've got three time NBA champion Javel McGee. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Hey, look, look, don't knock that. That was a good pickup because they lost because they, they lost because Dario Sarge, in part because Dario Sarge tore his ACL. Like, like no, this Suns team is, is, is a good team. Like, they are they are going to, like, there is yeah, a good Yeah, Frank the Tank wasn't seeing, stepping up, like, was he? Mm-hmm. There, there's a good chance we see a team that goes, like, 12 and, and like, 3 in this round of the playoffs. Like, this is a chance, this team is, like, a... Like like a chance to be like a historically good team if they like there's a reason that they're probably going to win it all, and no like they're going to win this series. It, it'll, it, the question is, you know, how much of a does the AC how, get a get a game? The, in or does, not? Yeah, do they get a win or not? And I don't think they do. No, no. If I I, I think Suns sweep Pelicans. That that's my final prediction. I think Pelicans yeah, beat yeah. the beat the Clippers. Suns sweep Pelicans four zero. I got the same reaction. I I think the Pelicans are going to upset the Clippers on Friday. Yeah. All right. And then the last matchup to discuss here, we have the Miami Heat, who had a great season in themselves again, number one in the East. They're either going to go up against the Hawks or the Cavaliers, again, playing on Friday as well. So first, it's interesting to see how these two teams with the Cavs and the Hawks. I mean, the Cavs were in such a good place at the beginning of the year, fell down to the play in, lose to Brooklyn. Um, and then I think that the Hawks, honestly, as long as you have Trey Young on the court, they could definitely win that one and done game. And I think you'll have the Hawks and the Heat play in a somewhat competitive series as well. I also think it will go six, but I think Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Bam and all those guys can uh, take take that take um take away the dreams of the Hawks, and I think the Heat are going to make the next round with the great coaching again of Eric Spolstra. So that's what I say. I think the Hawks will take it, but I think uh, they'll fall short against the Heat. But it will be a competitive series. How are we feeling about this matchup, the one and eight for the East? I agree. I think um, they're better. But like, look, I really do want to see Cleveland win this because I think it would be more fun than uh than um than Atlanta. But like Cleveland's the most cursed team this year. They've Clearly. they've got like absolutely obliterated by injuries. They lost like six starting point guards, Jared Allen, like yeah. put on this Cleveland. Like they were almost the one seed before everyone got hurt. Like it wasn't inconceivable that this could have been a Cleveland team that was the one seed, like like in 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 February. Mm-hmm. Um, they have an unbelievably good player in Mobley. They have J- uh, Darius Garland was very good. Like this is this is a team that's going to be interesting. The fact that they man like good on with JB Bickerstaff as their coach, he did yeah. a hell of a job making like that three man lineup w- work without a small forward. Like this is a fun Cleveland team to watch. 
I do want Atlanta to go home then because I'm like, they are the most disappointing team outside of the Lakers this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, oh. No, you're not wrong about that at all. No, I hey, mean, listen, I would, I would love to see Cleveland upset it too. Like that would be amazing to see them upset the one seed because like they've had the worst, worst string of luck. I think, by the way, I think they're supposed to be getting Jared Allen back possibly for this game, but yeah, it would be, it would be amazing to see them uh, knock off the one seed eventually. They're going to be, this is going to be, this is why LeBron's coming back because they're going to be good next year. For for real. It really is though. Like, yeah, the Hawks, the Hawks for, for Trey young having so many incredible fucking games and them to still be the, like the Hawks are disappointment, but I do believe that they will beat Cleveland and it'll be um, Miami versus uh, the Hawks. I believe the um, Miami's going to take that, no problem. Um, Kevin Herter, Bo- um, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Um, I don't know if John Collins is back and healthy yet. Um, right. They stole Kevin John Collins hurt. I paid no attention to this Hawks team after they traded uh, um, uh, Cam um, Reddish, who I wanted this person to trade. Oh, my God. They traded Cam Yeah, Reddish, that trade right? turned out to be nothing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, yeah. wish, I wish the Spurs got him. I would have taken him. You know, Cam Reddish is a great player. Like going to the Knicks, ah, that feel, I feel that's going to hurt the rest of his career for a little bit. Um, no offense, Knicks fans. Yeah, no offense, to Knicks fans. Um, I don't hate Trey Young like some idiots like others. Yo, Jeremy Lin, <laughs> Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin, eventually the got a point card they've had in a decade after leaving the Knicks. Um, <laughs> A lot of players actually, after leaving the Knicks, get rings. It's fucking hilarious. But this is not about the Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> this is, look, this is look, this is slightly more entertaining than the West, just because this this Heat team is kind of weird. Um, yeah, they're streaky. Well, Matt Bruce, yeah, Matt Bruce, Matt Bruce is um. I feel like he's he's a budding star. Like the, the best thing up. this happens is this is like a good warmer for Oladipo. Like he's going to be a big yes. X factor. Yes. Um, um, is he healthy right now? Oladipo? Yes, he is. He's back. Mm-hmm. But he's back, though. I haven't like, seen the he Heat play the last really couple weeks. Listen, Kyle Lowry was the piece that this Heat was this was the piece that this Heat team needed. I love this the dragon. Their I mean, roster on paper is amazing. It, yeah. I love the dragon. The dragon was the man. You know what I'm saying? Like he held us down, came clutch in big moments. But Kyle Lowry is just he's he brings chemistry. To the team, and he's Bam out of bio. Bam is a freak of fucking nature. Like Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, don't let that little mid, like the little end of the season tiff fool you. They're no. still back. They're all good. I Jimmy would pay Butler. good money to have him back on the Sixers right now, like in a heartbeat. Yeah, you had him. Heartbeat. You had him. Contract though, he seems to blow up everywhere he is. Well, no. What really what ended up happening in Philly was that the organization was trying to keep Ben Simmons and, you know, Joel Embiid as like the, the one, two punch and, and, you can't, and you Ben can't Simmons you. wasn't getting along with, with Jimmy Butler. And I'm like, listen, just get Ben Simmons. Out of there. Yeah. I would have no, kept Jimmy Butler. And he ended up being yeah, yeah. No, like the, look, the Jimmy Butler made in the off season, make them in my, in my opinion, I know um, part of being a fan is being biased and naive. Um, I know uh, Matt said that earlier, like, you know, being a Knicks fan, <laughs> a little naive, but I feel like naivety is a part of being a fan because you always want your team to win. But 
I think we're going back again. I think hey. we're taking the east. I think that we're taking the east this year. I think that we're equipped and built the the pieces that we've acquired in the off season will help us um, ultimately see our way to the Eastern Conference Finals. We'll save the rest of that conversation for another talk. But I believe it's going to be a sweep against um, the Hawks. Maybe the Hawks might pull out one game because it's fucking Trey Young. Um, but yeah, I got, I, I, I see this a little bit differently. Um, I think if it's Heat uh, Cavaliers, I got Heat four one. If it's Heat versus the Hawks, I got Heat four two. Mm. I think that that Hawks team, though Trey Young's floater, is like the sky hook from like yes. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. It feels like no one Gary. can stop this yeah. shot. I, I don't understand it. And also they can I don't like, understand it. They can get hot like against what they did to the Hornets. They they can always have a game where they hit like 10 you know, threes. Forget in the playing game. Look at last season. Trey Young destroyed the Knicks and the Sixers like he was playing 2K. He was running into the lane just dropping Yeah, but there's like, like a different every- level of intensity defensively in Miami. Like, it's I, ridiculous. I mean, I'm just saying the playoffs are the playoffs, and he scorched two playoff teams last year like he was playing 2K. Yeah, so, no, no, listen, I agree. Listen, I, I just still – I still – Hey, don't trust this this Hawks team. Like they they I like I think they win two games. That's why I, I can't even figure out who's gonna win the playing game. It's like y'all over here, like I'm, it's, I, it's I can't gonna be, it's gonna be or Atlanta is is deeper and they have more experience. True, but they're playing on the road, and yeah, the Hawks aren't as good on the road. This Cleveland team this has one guy who can dribble. Mm-hmm. Yo, Garland is a good player. Yeah, but it's just back in half against Brooklyn. Yeah, like they they don't have the. They don't have people who could dribble. They're going to be at they, like if, if they played. If they played again next year, I would pick Cleveland. Like next Jared year, Evan Mobley is going to be eating people. If Jared like, Allen's playing, then I'm giving it to the, to the Cavaliers. He's you know what? I'm willing to take that pick right now. I'm taking Cleveland right, over the Hawks for the play-in game. I'm calling it right now. Cavaliers beat the Hawks. Then the Cavaliers lose 4-1 against the Heat in the first round. That's that's my if it's pick. The Cavaliers, it's 0-4 to the um to the to the Heat. So yeah, for the Heat going 4-0, the Heat gonna take that sweep. But if it's the Hawks, I see the Hawks willing one or two games at least. Um one or two games at least, ultimately still losing to the Heat. All right, good stuff, guys. So this is the final thing we have to do. Just no analysis, gun to your head. Tell me who's going to be in the finals and who's going to ultimately win it. And I'll jot this down and we'll, we'll see how far those picks go. If you're asking me, it's going to be Heat and Suns playing a seven-game series with the Suns ultimately finally winning their first championship. What do you say, Bards, with your thumbs down? Remember, I'm gun saying, to your head. Because I, I was with you up until the end of that. Heat Suns, except the Heat taking it. All right, cool. Alex Ronelio in six. Suns, Suns, Celtics. I got Suns in six. Yikes. Oh, okay, okay. Desmond. Um. I, right now, I have a rematch. Suns Bucks. Mm. I got Suns in seven. Mm. Nice. Mm. And okay. I have I have the same thing as Desmond. Um, ah. I, I I look. They're better than everybody else. Like Phoenix is better than everybody <laughs> else, and the, the the Bucks are the only team in the East that I that I trust 
because they don't have like a random question mark. I feel like we should be able to ask this question again in the next stream because I want to revisit this. But to tell you right now, Bars, I don't think that Miami has a player who can stop Giannis. And Giannis is, for whatever reason, it feels like he took a step up this year. Like he is even more in his own than he was last year. And I feel like he will just dominate that heat defense. This is true. They're going to just 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 like Chris Middleton. We just what? need to stop Chris Middleton because you, no, you're right. right. It doesn't matter. Giannis, Giannis can't win by himself. We knew Giannis can't win by himself. It, it, we knew Jimmy Butler's going to shit himself ball. again against the Bucks like he did last year. Hey, bro, watch him out. Listen, <laughs> like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like it, it, their best player is better than yours by a wide margin. Their team is better than yours. Like you're a good scrap. Their best I don't even know if they're better than the uh, the the Celtics. Their best player is like literally called the Greek freak. So, at, like, you have to understand their best. Yeah, player, I think. It's and when it comes down to it, if they put their best player on your best player, he's going to clamp them, and your best player is not going to be able to clamp him. I I Listen, think that the Heat and the Bucks are going to be in the conference final, though. So, I mean, I feel like we go, we'll be able to come back to this conversation eventually. Yeah, we will for sure. And and in the conference finals, it'll be a different story than the finals. Promise you. And my 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 contingency is on Robert Williams coming back healthy as well. That's a huge key. That's I, see, I see. That's why you picked them. That's an important part of that good, team. That's good in the first round, but after the but after the second round, it gets shaky. I know, but I'm they saying like you gotta have you gotta have height. You gotta have you gotta have that balance. And and Al Horford coming back too. Like he's not gonna be able to stick with Giannis or whoever they play in the second round or um or the conference finals. And they gotta they gotta find an answer. I mean, there's no answer for Giannis, but I feel like they're I mean, the only team team. They're, I feel like they're the only team that's even closely equipped to even have the the length and strength and height to deal with Milwaukee. If the Celtics beat the Nets. I will buy Celtics stock, but they got to prove it to me first. They got to prove it to me first. They do, but I don't trust Miami more than I do trust Boston. I know that's crazy. Listen, what, if, what if did Boston, I say in the first? I think I, I called Nets four one. So like, if, yeah, I want to see the Celtics prove me wrong. They prove me wrong. I'll come on here and Celtics I will give the apology to tour. I'll buy stock. They're coming off. They're coming. They're coming for. They're going to the the. the uh, uh, who do they wait? Who do they play the second round? They play. Who we so who would they play? Which team? I didn't hear they that. Play the five, the four five team, right? Oh, you the, mean the Heat? No, 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 the Celtics in their second. Oh, the Celtics. They, they would walk. face the. They would face the Bucks. They would play well, the. Then Bucks they're going out in the wall. second round. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, well, you got to find out at some point. Yeah. Exactly. No, look, I, I'm going to be honest. Like that second round matchup, whoever Milwaukee plays, is going to be probably the best series in the final. Oh, yeah. The entire thing, unless Milwaukee plays Phoenix in the finals. Like that's going to be the best. The yeah. best of. Like, no, I'm looking forward to this Golden State Phoenix matchup. That's gonna be a good yeah, final. Too. That that's you're what too. I'm looking for. But isn't that that's gonna be the conference finals? Western Conference Finals. Heat Buck Heat Buck Grudge Match. And it's gonna be a battle, no matter what, with what we're getting. So, gentlemen, this was everything I could ask for and more. Great job today. David Bach, Bars the God, Desmond Price, Alex Ranelio. This is going to be fun. Let's start the two months of these NBA playoffs, and we'll check in in a couple weeks once the first round is done. Have a great night, gentlemen, and thank you very much. Yes, sir. Thank you, Matt. Happy to see y'all. It's always love, baby. Always love. How about that, everybody? Desmond killed it. Bach killed it. Bars killed it. Alex killed it. 
this was awesome. Mixing in some fresh faces and new ideas. Yes, pun intended there, but this was an awesome podcast. I really enjoyed it. We have great chemistry, the five of us, and it's going to be a great spring covering the NBA playoffs with you gentlemen awesome job. Don't forget to like and subscribe to the Productive Conversations podcast on all podcasting platforms and YouTube. Don't forget to check out exclusive content regarding this show on ProductiveConversationsPodcast.com. And don't forget to check us out in the world of social media. We're on Instagram at Productive Conversations Podcast, Twitter at Prod Convo Pod. We're on TikTok at Productive Conversations. So we will be back this Tuesday, April 19th. And it is another in-studio podcast. As we cover the NBA playoffs today, we're going to be covering dating in this material world we live in right now. So yes, we're doing a podcast solely on the world of dating, especially dating between 20-something-year-olds. So I have another crew coming with me. We did, as I mentioned, we did this in the apartment in Jersey City. We have my roommate, and best friend Sam Anchari. We have his brother, who's also a great friend of mine, Will Anchari, joining us. We have Brian McKeon, who's been on the show a number of times. He came out from the Bronx to join us in Jersey City. And then we have my good friend Erica from Italy. She is literally from Italy, an au pair, who joined the podcast. And again, we talked about dating. We talked about the male perspective. We heard from the female perspective. And it gets both very funny and very deep as we're just trying to understand dating in our, you know, early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s. And we go from there. So it's a very special show, one I'm very proud of. And it's going to be a stellar time. So check us out this Tuesday, the 19th of April, as we do our podcast on dating and in Studio One, and it truly is a classic. You do not want to miss it. So we'll see you all on Tuesday with that. My name is Matt Brown. I am the host of the Productive Conversations podcast. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Happy Easter for all those who celebrate. Happy Good Friday who celebrates today. And uh, make a great comeback like Jesus did. And it's going to be a great time after that. So, again, don't forget to check in on your friends and family. And I will see you all on Tuesday. All right, everybody. Peace. All she needed was some...